Hello and welcome to the Footy Mailbag. My name is Damo and my wonderful co-host Clarky is also here. How are we doing, folks? You're listening to the Footy Mailbag on our new podcast feed. So, assuming I've done it correctly, you can now follow us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you consume your podcasts. Let us know if it's not available on your preferred platform and we'll try and get that sorted before we start our preseason episodes. Now, Clarky, grand final is on Saturday. It certainly is. Collingwood against Brisbane. They'll face off at the MCG on the last day in September for Premiership Glory. Can't relate, sorry. <laughs> Clarky, what is your tip for the game? And who is your Norm Smith medalist? And what do Collingwood have to do to win? And what do Brisbane have to do to win? So, look, in, in all earnesty... My biggest thing that I want from this grand final is I want it to be a close one. We haven't had a close grand final for at least three years, you know, even longer. I would love for this to be within, say, you know, two to three goals at the most. And I think we're going to get that. Collingwood uh, a fantastic side, and they've shown that this year. Despite all your any misgivings that anyone might have about the fans behind it, Collingwood have earned their spot. And I think the same can be said for Brisbane. Um what Collingwood will need to do is they need to maintain what they've done so well in the final series so far, which is keeping their defense rock solid. We know that they're having trouble in front of goal at the moment. Like they're not necessarily smashing teams. They got, they got past GWS in a one point thriller, which I think is probably the best game that I have seen all year. I loved every moment of that game, even if I was on the GWS train and as, we, as we've seen historically, defences win premierships. Melbourne 2021, good defence, managed to get ahead. Yes, we you know managed to get on the scoreboard as well, but what really holds it up is preventing the other team from scoring. And Brisbane are an absolute powerhouse in front of goal. Joe, Dan- Joe Danaher, Charlie Cameron, Eric Hipwood. They've got Cam Rayner. They've got weapons in the front. So my early tip is probably going to be Collingwood. And I've probably said about, maybe eight points in it. That's that's going to be my, my big prediction. How about yourself, Damo? Uh, I'm going with Brisbane by 11 points. That's a, that's a good tight one. I can see that happening as well. Yeah, and I think and, and I think what Brisbane have to do to win is Collingwood are good at holding the ball up, but mm. Brisbane are good at moving the ball forward at all costs. Yeah. I think... They just need to play their natural game that has been so successful during the season and not think too much about what Collingwood has changed since the last time they played. Collingwood will have tweaked things from the last time they met, but I think the way Brisbane play is fast, exciting, high scoring, and they can't let themselves go into their shell when Collingwood try and start to hold it up. So that will bring in players like Kitty and Coleman, Darcy, um, Darcy Wilmot, I almost said Darcy Fort, Darcy, <laughs> Darcy Wilmot, um, all of their running players off half back to try and meet the ball as best they can whenever it's going into the Collingwood forward line. We yeah. already know that Dan um, McStay isn't playing for Collingwood. We know that Jack Payne isn't playing for, for Brisbane. 
So you'd assume Darcy Gardner gets the job on Brody Majacek. Um, it's just a matter of how they manage the swaps between Mason Cox and Darcy Cameron. Mason Cox, I think, is a far bigger threat up forward. So, And we've seen Harris Andrews not cope with playing on an opponent as tall as him. So I think what we'll see is a close game, like you said, and I'm tipping Brisbane because I think Brisbane's ability to adjust, especially like they did last week when Carlton got out to that really big lead, will hold them in good stead for when Collingwood start to gain the momentum. Yeah, I think, honestly, it's going to be a big arm wrestle, I think, and it's going to be a game of momentum. So Collingwood controlling the pace will be, as you said, their key, and Brisbane using their... their fan, they've got fantastic ball users, don't they? Like, you know, humor cluggage. Lockie Neal, Brownlow medalist 2023, you know, even Cam is pretty good around the ball. You've got Josh Dunkley in there who I think, you know, just just to bring in the Brownlow to it, I think probably polled a little bit less than he deserved. I think he's had a stellar year at Brisbane and has been a really key part of them exploding out. You know, imagine if Ashcroft was playing. I think that that would be a whole, whole other ball game and a whole new threat. So just to bring in Will Ashcroft, how do you feel about the premiership medallions only going to the players that actually play. So I know in the NBA, the team that actually plays gets a ring and the, and the, and the reserves or whatever you want to call them get a smaller, probably more symbolic sort of thing, but they all get rings the same as in the NFL and a lot of American leagues, a lot of American sports. And I think, and I think it's time that if a player has played at least one game during the season for that club, they deserve to have maybe not a premiership medallion, but some sort of recognition in that form, maybe like a smaller medal, a so, so something just to say, hey, thanks for contributing to such a great year. Yeah. And that's, and whether that's something that the AFL does or something that clubs are allowed to uh, are then allowed to do, but because Will Ashcroft, if he didn't do his ACL, he would have been playing. If Jack Payne yeah. didn't wreck his ankle, he would have yeah. been playing. If Dan McStay didn't do whatever he did to his knee, he would be playing. So I think it gets to a point where we have to start rewarding the whole team for winning, not just the players that are on the field. Yeah, I, look, I I agree. It's you know it's a 24 games plus final season and it's a long journey to get to where they are now and there's no small small cog in that wheel like you even if you played one game you've been instrumental in making it there um and helping the team i would like to think that it's something that the clubs do individually i don't think the afl really where afl is not as mature as a sporting organization that we might see around the world compared to the NBA or the NFL or, you know, I'm sure the NHL probably do something similar as well. So I'd like to think that they can leave it to the clubs to recognize their players for their contributions to the year and not even just players, staff as well. Like, you know, think about all the people that are behind the scenes, the physios, the media people and all that kind of thing that just put in so much work. So I'd like to think that they do something that shows gratitude whether or not it's a premiership medallion or something smaller i mean look you got to give it to the guys who are on the field on the day that's part of the pageantry um 
but yeah, I think we should be recognizing it's it's hard with AFL, I think, as well, because of the way that our reserve and sub leagues are structured. Um, you know, there's not really unification between Sandfell, VFL, Waffle, Neefel and all that kind of thing. And you've got AFL level players who are running through that at times throughout the season. I mean, Gold Coast Suns, VFL premiers for 2023 as well, which is good for them. Um, you know, they've probably got some AFL level players who just either didn't get a game or got one game running through that field. So it's it's an interesting discussion. I think it comes down to the maturity of AFL as an organization and we'll see how we go. But give the medals to the players on the field and I think the clubs should take it upon themselves to reward the people involved throughout the year. So you said Collingwood by eight points was your tip? It's close. It, I, you know what? After hearing everything that you said, I could, I could swing either way. I just want it to be a cracker of a grand final. Who's gonna win the Norm Smith? Who's gonna be awarded Norm Smith? Okay, uh, I have one that I'm like, this is has a chance, depending on how it goes on the day, and I've probably got a couple that I'm like, that would be pretty, pretty sweet to see. So. I'll go with my, my my prediction is probably Nick Dacos. I think it's a really big game for him. And after missing out on the Brownlow as well, he he's had a year like no other player. Lockie Neal won the Brownlow medal because he is an elite player. The votes are made up by the umpires on the game. They don't see a stat sheet. They don't see anything. And so I'm not going to begrudge Lockie Neal for, for winning the Brownlow. But I think Nick Dacos, if he played one more game, the Brownlow was his, and he is a player that is going to be, I don't even, what's above generational, an all-time, a future Hall of Famer. So I'd love to see him get a Norm Smith, but I suppose depending on the result as well, you know, <laughs> winning a Norm Smith in a losing grand final isn't necessarily the same honour. So we'll see how that goes. But there are other guys like, you know, Bobby Hill, Charlie Cameron, maybe Charlie Cameron can get 12, uh, get him a Norm Smith and get him there. Um That'd, that'd be really, really nice for football. I think there's a lot of really talented people on both sides. If Charlie kicks 12, I think Brisbane will win by more than a few points. They'll win by 12. <laughs> um, I tipped Brisbane. So my Norm Smith medalist tip has come from Brisbane. And I've said it all final series. Cam Rayner was made to play finals. Ooh, yeah. And I think that if he... That if Brisbane get up, he will have a huge part in that. I so like I Cam think Rainer. that Cam Rayner will be the Norm Smith medalist if Brisbane win. But this year has been so unpredictable that I wouldn't be surprised if the losing team does win the Norm Smith medal. You know what? Cam Rayner, I think, is a great shout as well because look at the trajectory of his career. I think. Selected number one in the 2017 draft. And there were many years that were injury plagued, that were he just wasn't quite up to it. And things he did like his that. ACL. He only returned yeah. like 12 months ago from an ACL. Exactly. And I think it's, it's so, would be so good for someone like him to really. There's been a, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily within the Brisbane sphere, but I think there are people who probably say, Cam Rayner, was he really worth the pick one? And we always talk about the failures of a number one pick, but. That would be a really great success story for him. So I think, yeah, he's definitely in with a shout. People will question whether he was worth um, pick one, 
But then you see teams out there that don't have that player who can turn a game at a moment's notice. So I think for his ability to be able to do that is worth pick one alone, especially because he can change the momentum of a game just by having the ball two or three times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's electric in that sense. So just to sum it up, Clarky, you've said... Collingwood by eight and Nick Dacos for the Norm Smith. And I've gone Brisbane by 11, Cam Rayner for the Norm Smith. That's all from us until the preseason. You'll hear more from us when the team picker gets released. But for now, you've been listening to the Footy Mailbag on our new podcast feed. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you consume your podcasts. And let us know if it's not available on your preferred platform. And we will try and get that sorted before those episodes start getting released. That's it. The preseason is not just for AFLM players. It's for AFL content creators. We, uh, we want to get this all ironed out so we can bring you the best content in 2024 as we progress through this journey that we're all so grateful that you come along with us on. That's it. We'll talk next time.